Fortunately, I feel that the topic of works is a topic that many Christian churches cover. However, that's not always the case. Many people wonder about the dividing line between a life lived in faith and a life lived in works. There's a difference, but it's not a pick a lane sort of choice though. My Christian walk has been defined by this debate, however, and I want to broach it. Tune in to find out my view on this, what the Bible says in regards to this, and some pertinent viewpoints to help shape how you not only understand this topic, but also how to explain it to others. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to The Whitaker Show. This is a show geared towards talking about the many key lessons and takeaways of Christianity with an eye towards apologetics. Thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, good day, everyone. That's my new phrase, good day. Because you may be listening to this in the morning, the evening, night, or any time in between, and it's not fair to you dear listener, that you don't have the speaker giving you a proper reference for this delivery. Yes, that was that important that I needed to address that. All right, so what do we know about works versus faith? Well, firstly, this is not going to be a works versus faith episode, okay? This is simply going to be an overview of works in and of itself, as I've already done an episode on faith in and of itself earlier. Works is a very different topic to broach, however, simply because this is a way that many other religions live their walks with their gods. Now, I've mentioned how in Islam and Judaism, they have many works that they live by and how salvation or one standing in the religion can change based on works. Furthermore, there is a sect of Christianity that prides itself on an impressive amount of works-based doctrine that is supposed to align oneself with God. Yes, Catholicism. I hope to do an episode on that in the future. I'm sure that will make me um, tons of friends as well. Alrighty, so moving on from there, let's kind of give a broad overview here. One early point um, to make about works though is that it seems to me that we should view faith as intrinsically good for you personally and works should be viewed good for you extrinsically. What do I mean? Well, what are the benefits of being a self-centered, ungenerous, mean person? Honestly, how does this help you have a happy relationship with your family or loved one or even advance in your career? Like, we do know people that are not super nice people and that tend to have jerkish tendencies that may be in leadership, right? But that doesn't mean that they're in that leadership role because of that trait. And that doesn't mean that it's a good trait to have in a leadership role, right? How can you win others to Christ if you haven't developed the ideology, right, or perspective of of being good to others. Luckily, good is not an arbitrarily ambiguous value in Christianity because the Word of God displays what it means rather than humans explaining what it means, right? Let's add some Word of God to this show, okay? James 2.17 states, So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. A Christian musician, Rich Mullins, stated that faith without works is like a song you can't sing. It's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. That is an incredibly funny thought, first of all. Can you imagine? You're like in the boat, and they're like, oh, guys, this is going to be perfect. And then, like, they go underwater, and then then they quickly realize that uh, screen doors don't work very well if we're going underwater, unless their whole goal was to seek the submarine. 
in which case that might work very well. So people have been grappling with the ideologically inspiring teachings of Jesus Christ for thousands of years. God doesn't require us to be perfect because he is. So what does it mean to be reconciled with God and saved? It means salvation, right? Works are not your key to salvation, first of all. That is from faith in God alone and, and recognition that Jesus Christ died for your sins and is the Son of God, right? That is correct. But from that acceptance comes an outpouring of extrinsically value, valuable behaviors. Extrinsically valuable behaviors. Say that five times fast. James mentions several verses later that claims of belief aren't enough. And he's right. You have to support that view. The Bible shows us that it isn't just what God says, but it's logical. If you believe that shoes shouldn't be worn in the house, you will most definitely keep people from doing so and will not do so yourself. That's a work, people. I mean, and, and, and that's me. I, I don't enjoy shoes in my house, right? I like socks and feet are good for me. I don't want to have to overly clean my house because you, you don't feel like taking your shoes off. Listen, you don't go into church um, or go into anywhere that you truly value the place dirty. You don't. Like, typically you would shower up before church. And there are people that don't. And that's totally fine. Like, like you do you. But I, I think we can all agree that the less dirt you bring in some place, the better. And I think that actually has a lot of spiritual meaning too. But we won't dive into that. So, believing in something should be transformative, right? The belief in Yahweh is the same thing of the Christian God. You can't walk away and change. It's impossible. Just like if you gave yourself over to an active workout regimen after declaring you had faith in an in a fit lifestyle, there would be an extrinsic outpouring that would reflect the intrinsic decisions you made, correct? Doesn't that sound smart? I should get a PhD. But for real though, you don't have someone who says, you know what? I truly believe in the value of a healthy diet and a fit lifestyle that is like super fat. Now they may say that, right? But that's definitely not like what they believe in at all. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to have a six pack and that you have to run 18 miles a day. That's not how that works, right? There are tons of ways to be fit and to be exemplary of your of your extrinsic values than being on one extreme or the other. Um, I'm not a big fan of those who have to live their life based in an extreme. That doesn't seem to me to be a, a very positive value. Now, Many times people come to me and tell me how the church or a church member has let them down and that's why they abstain from Christianity or to even associating with other Christians. And, and I don't blame them. It's hard to separate the religion from the people that associate with it. Don't forget though that that's normally not a, a like religion problem. That's a people problem. Even further, that's normally a you problem, not a them problem. If you go to church, right, and are focused on the behaviors of the people, you're kind of missing the point. You're there to worship God and be a reflection of Jesus Christ. Like you're there to get filled. That means to those who are saved, right? Like you're you're supposed to be a reflection of Jesus Christ unto those that are also saved, not just those that are lost, especially to those who are saved. You make the change. Don't demand it. Jesus walked the change. Be like Jesus. Deeds are not necessarily in Christianity. 
sorry, they're not necessary in Christianity. They do, though, logically follow one's decision to follow Christ. Which kind of leads me toward talking more about those who live a faith-only lifestyle. Faith is crucial to one's Christian walk. Why? Jesus commends the faith of the centurion over the faith of Israel in Matthew 8, 5 through 13 and Luke 7, 1 through 10. God shows us that a culture steeped in works cannot thrive because works aren't belief-based. They are human-based without faith, right? It's so easy to fall into the pharisaical trap of living by human values um, rather than living by, by God's values, which do include faith, right? Luke 7, 36-50 shows us a great example of a woman being saved by faith where Jesus says to her, your faith has saved you, go in peace. That's pretty cool, right? She busted in there, a work if you will, on faith to ask for forgiveness of Jesus Christ manifest on earth. How cool is that, right? Side note, did you know that you can do that too? Every day if you want to. You can always bust down God's door. He is actually, he actually wants you to do that. That's something that you can do. And it's something that I mentioned in my faith episode that it's totally fine to, to outreach to God. You don't need a priest. You don't need a special prayer. You don't need anything crazy. You just talk to God because you, you know what? If he created everything, do you think that he's honestly not imbued himself in everything? Like, do you think that he's not standing next to you? Now, even those who, even those who don't believe, right? If God created the air, do you think he is part of the air? I'd say so. I mean, if, if I were an all powerful, all knowing being, I'd want to be, you know, all knowing and all powerful by being in my creation. Just, just kind of mentioning that. Um, let me also get us on to our next point of some irksome examples um, of when faith can go too far. And like, I'll show you, I will show you what I mean. So on another note, I have to mention um, how too much faith can also cause hypocrisy. Now, we are not called to act like Pharisees. Um, there isn't some like, follow these 99 rules and you'll be good to go. Deviate from them and woe to you. That's not how it works. It's not who can do the most works and you win. It's also not just have faith and you'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. It's totally cool. Make sure to keep it all inside. It's just you. You're the problem. Those things simply aren't true. One of my biggest Christian pet peeves involves those who are focused so much on praying, but not on actually walking the walk of life. They will spend all day praying in their prayer room for something to, to improve. Let's say their health, but won't eat right nor will they exercise. That makes no sense to me. It's like if you were to spend a part of that time doing those things, you wouldn't need to pray for hours. If you spend all day long job searching, right, for a job to be, and this is actually advice to myself, I spend a lot of time job searching. And I can and I could learn from this. But not a lot of time improving the skills of the job that you want to work in. I thank God for, for this illumination in my life then you're not really walking the walk. You know, I can sit here and pray all day long for a job. And I can sit here and, and even apply for jobs. Even that technically doesn't go far enough. I should be actively working on those skills. If I want to be a financial analyst, I probably need to get, di get, deep, get deep into Excel, get deep into financial analysis to kind of build those um, soft skills to pad my resume. That would be walking the walk, right? Because God could bless me with the interview 
but then I failed the interview because I haven't built up the skills. Praise God for that. I actually just realized that for myself. So this issue is also twofold. The person is searching for a miracle when one has already been bestowed. What do I mean? What I mean is the miracle of access to health resources and in getting help from others to reach your health goals is already present, right? You're looking for a giant meteor when what you need is already all around you. And then I also mean that that those people will believe that they're that, that they have to pray unceasingly for every single thing. Now, the Bible does cause us to pray unceasingly. This is not what I'm saying. That is a great thing, right? And that does show a huge reliance on God and shows extreme faith. What it doesn't show is biblical logic, however, and it doesn't show an extrinsic living in one's faith. It's totally fine to pray for everything. I'm not saying don't pray for everything. What I'm saying is you should be walking the walk as well. Don't claim that you're a good father. Live it. Like our God, he claims that he is a good father. There are tons of songs, you know, you're a good, good father. I'm not going to sing for you, but that's as far as I'll go. God says this, but he also lives it, right? Because he gives us all these promises and he lives his promises. We're constantly blessed every day. God doesn't quit. He's 24-7. Now, why do those previous things irk me? Well, since, since you're listening to the show, you care what irks me. So, it bothers me because that's just one facet of the problem as it can be expressed in many other ways as well, right? Like in marriage and work and church, tons of ways. In tons of ways, people can not walk the walk and it costs them. It's like the story of the guy who's stuck on top of his house in a flood, right? We've all heard this. If you haven't, I'm not going to give you the whole like dramatic version. So he's praying for God to rescue him and four or five people come by offering him a ride to get out of the flood, but he says no. God will save him. I got this, guys. Dude, you just missed the boat, literally and figuratively. God doesn't always operate in extreme miracles. Be a real person. God certainly is real. Look, and then in one example of that story, like a helicopter comes by and says, we can we can pick you up. Let's go. And the dude gives up a helicopter ride. Look, I'm not even mad that he is like not even listening to God. I'm mad because you had a chance to ride in a helicopter. That would be cool. I mean, I'd go for it just because. Now, God is all-knowing and powerful, so he doesn't have to just work in all miracles, right? Because all things work together, right? Like, you know that verse. God has perfectly weaved everything together. So it's not just that we have to rely upon extreme acts of faith and like rely upon extreme examples of God healing people and that kind of stuff. God may heal you miraculously. God can definitely do that. He can miraculously heal anybody. Or he works through a doctor to heal you. Or he works through um, a website to heal you. Like God can do anything like that. Let me give you an example. Don't be the person who goes to someone who is homeless, right? And says, may God bless you with food and a home. First of all, jerk move. Second of all, that is not an extrinsic outpouring of intrinsic Christianity. That does sound really cool. Extrinsic outpouring of intrinsic Christianity. You can use that. You can have that free of charge. You give them food and clothing or something else. You perform the act. Your marriage is struggling. Don't just pray about it. You should, right? But work on yourself and work with your wife. Make a character change. Walk the walk, guys and gals. All right? 
And this is true in like my marriage too. It's one thing, right, to have faith that God will heal my marriage and that God, personally, so there's nothing wrong with my marriage, but I'm saying if I were to have marriage issues, right? Every day, I try to find some way to re-love my wife, right? And it's one thing to just say, hey God, I'm giving you my marriage, you can have it, I believe in you that it'll be strong, right? And then and then to come home, right? Walk in the door, say, hey babe, give her a peck on the cheek and then like do my own thing. Do you honestly think that's gonna be the best way to improve my marriage? Probably not, right? I probably should set aside time to actually talk and be with my wife. That might be a great way to improve my marriage, correct? Or I could spend time being more gracious. I could spend time being less focused on myself. There are tons of ways to bring about and, and effectuate change in one's marriage and one's life. Like for instance, one recent thing that I've done is you, you can write letters, right? I tend to, like before, if I was feeling like not close to my wife, um, of course we could just talk, which we always do, but I find myself like writing her sweet letters. It just was a way that I could externalize how I felt for her. And then even further, she came home to a surprise. You know, she had a like a nice letter and some candles and some chocolate and that, that kind of stuff. Stuff that I went out of my way to do, right? That shows her, yes, I am thinking of you. Yes, I want to be a good husband. And then it brings us closer together, right? That's not saying that you can't have a love that's strong intrinsically, not at all. But it does help. Like my wife recently like made me a special dinner. <laughs> she, she made me pizza. She went and made the pizza, you know, like she... She was intentional with that. And that intentionality matters to me and it makes our marriage stronger. Now, what I'm mentioning, this just takes perspective, right? Faith is the internal change that brings about external realities. And I keep giving you guys these excellent one-liners. I think you should be saving all of these, right? Faith is the internal change that brings about external reality. That's, that, just sounds, that just sounds really good. I might write a book about that. I live my life this way, right? I could definitely improve my spiritual life. That is definitely true. I find myself drawn towards the ideology of works more strongly than faith. That's true, right? That's my battle. That's my cross to bear. But I realized that I so strongly want to live for God that I want to externalize it. It's not enough to internalize everything and hoard it for myself. I want to affect change people and you should too. My faith is key in my life. I have faith concretely that God will provide. I have faith that our prayers will be answered. Now, while they're in God's queue though, I'm not going to sit around. No, sir. <laughs> I am not going to sit around. Jesus did not sit around all day. He had set times that he prayed. We can see that in the word. And when he prayed, he went all out. Otherwise, my God walking the earth went around and saved people. He taught, he ministered, he engaged both young and old, children, old people, Pharisees, tax collectors, regular folk. He didn't care. He walked the walk, people, and so will I. That's why it is so important that you realize, yes, we're saved by faith alone. Yes, right? Because it's so easy just to act like something. It's so easy to be an actor, right? Actors get paid a lot of money. Why? Not because it's, it's, it's especially hard, right? Because it is especially alluring to be good at acting as something, to be good at walking something. That's why faith is so important. Now, what do I mean by all of this? I'm describing to you something to consider in your own life as I do in mine. You should see tangibles existing as evidence of your faith, whatever that looks like. 
pray about it. But if you talk to someone about Christianity, please do not just mention praying about it. Please, please, please. That is wonderful. Praise God that we have a direct line to him through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. We also have a God who exists inside of us. God exists all around us. He's walking with us, so let's walk, right? Work on evangelizing. Work on externalizing what you believe. This goes in items beyond your spirituality. If you're unhappy with someone, externalize it. Iron doesn't get hot by wanting to be shaped into a sword. It has to hop into the fire. Explain to others that if they are in a slump, as the last episode mentioned, they need to focus on themselves, yes, but also to try and focus on others. I did mention seven ways to get out of a slump. Bring the good news to someone. Serve someone. Show God's light in your life. It makes a huge difference and can honestly change your life. As in all things, balance. God designed the world balanced, right? (laughs) Slightly right, but also wrong. The only thing not balanced is good and evil. God is all good, no evil, right? We are called to be good, not evil. We have to battle our natures. Natures. It's this battle that faith faith and works are so important. We all have access to the chains. We just need to effectuate it. Now, that's a lot of diatribe, right? That's a lot of stuff that I just mentioned there. But what do I really mean in all that? If you're going to explain this one, works versus faith, look it up. Like, do what I do. Like, do some research on it. Like, do some prayer on it. Find a way to make it applicable, that's a hard word, to yourself and to them. Explain to them that it's not that we are living our lives by our works. And it's not that we're saved by our works. It's that you always want to see change when someone adopts something right? You adopt a kid because of an internal change within yourself. So again, thank you guys for listening today. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day and don't forget, be the change, effectuate the change, find a way to externalize your intrinsic internal values. Godspeed y'all.